The American Red Cross urgently needs blood and platelet donations and asks all healthy donors to schedule an appointment to give now. With the coronavirus outbreak, it is important to maintain a sufficient blood supply. Your blood donation is critical and can help save lives. Please, schedule an appointment today. Download the Blood Donor app, visit redcrossblood.org, or call 1-800-RED-CROSS today. You can make a difference. Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Hello and good greetings, everybody. It is me, your hero, Corbin David Albaugh, here to welcome you to another edition of Corbin vs. the World. I am here to deliver unto you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow on this, our 83rd week of March 2020. Let's talk about the news! Everybody is up in arms this week as numerous states have begun reopening their economies and their workplaces, despite the fact that we are very much on the cusp of a hot corona summer. As the shutdown deadlines rapidly approach or expire in many states, over 20 have begun a slow return to normal life. This will, of course, be shortly followed by a rapid, rapid re-shutdown as the virus springs back to life like Jason at the beginning of another Friday the 13th movie. You think you licked this virus once and for all? Think again. It's the virus from hell. Our beautiful Colorado has confidently thrown their hat into the dumb pile as our beautiful round governor, Jared Polis, has unveiled his quote, safer at home plan that allows retail businesses and personal services to reopen in the coming week. Hooray! Tommy Bahama and happy endings for everyone. And all we have to do to stay safe is just do what we're told and wear our masks and do the social distance dance and all that fun stuff. So as long as we do what we're told, we're going to be just fine. And we've already proven that we're really good at that. So I guess what I'm really saying is that we're probably super boned. Great game, guys. Thanks for playing. Naturally, some people are a little angry at Governor Polis about this whole reopening business because of, you know, the whole endangering the health of the public thing or or whatever. But I hope that some people can empathize with our poor governor's plight, despite all the froyo places and craft breweries and yoga studios that we've built in the major metropolitan areas. Colorado still has a fairly pronounced rural spirit that I've talked about so lovingly on this show. So you have to remember that poor Jared has to take the feelings of those morons under consideration as well, you know, for political electoral reasons. And as a native Midwesterner who has lived in these dynamics my entire life, seeing this kind of tightrope act makes me giggle like a tiny little schoolgirl. Spoiler alert, Jared, you're not going to win this one. No matter which way you move on this one, you're politically screwed from some flank. Uh, It's a dance that a lot of our governors will have to do over the next months as cases of the disease inevitably spike, but they are going to face pressure to stay open. So who will go back into shutdown? Who will double down? 
Who will come out of this with their career intact? Find out on next week's edition of Political Survivor. And again, I understand deep down why the end of the shutdown is happening. Greed. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, kinda. People do have to pay their rent after all, and we do gotta make that paper. Jared Polis issued another 30-day stay on eviction notices. Cool, cool, groovy, nice for him. But we all know that that isn't going to last forever. Our benevolent capitalist overlords aren't going to let the gravy train keep chugging indefinitely. We gotta get back to the salt mines eventually, my friends. But since we don't have any kind of large-scale testing available yet, that means that we will, quite literally, be gambling with people's lives. That means that millions of people around the country are going to have to choose between their jobs and their health or the health of their loved ones. Hooray! Thanks for all those options, America. I mean, sure, we could pass some form of universal basic income and maybe provide some kind of guaranteed health care for anyone who falls prey to the disease while we get this all sorted out. But what kind of pussy-ass solution is that? That requires math and critical thinking and a whole bunch of boring shit that is not the American way. We want that sweet, sweet instant gratification, brother. We're going to zerg rush the disease and throw as many people at it as humanly possible in the hope that eventually the virus will just get bored or tired of killing us and go back home. That is how viruses work, right? Am I correct in that? Yeah, that's true. Uh, so the real fun part of all of this, the real fun part will be when we see the proof in the pudding of the terrible pandemic dessert. Can our population actually handle the virus? If the skeptics and the conspiracy theorists and the tinfoil hat brigade are correct, then we'll be able to handle the transition, no problemo, and we'll have a great big laugh about it come Thanksgiving. But when cases and deaths start blowing up like Violet Beauregard all across the country, that's when the plot might thicken. I'm sure all those nice protesters in Michigan will throw down their arms, admit the ignorance of their position, and join Greenpeace as a peace offering. Just kidding. They'll probably keep protesting. But bigger protests this time, and they'll bring bazookas, and even more Confederate masks, and they'll all be on horseback, and everyone will be wearing V for Vendetta masks, and it will smell horrible. So, what happens next, you might ask? Will we go back into shutdown mode if cases blow up? No! Probably not. We gotta mine the salt, guys. Didn't you hear me earlier? For anyone who's seen Chernobyl, we will be in that part of the miniseries uh, where the government has acknowledged that something got really biffed, but it definitely wasn't us. And it is up to you, the people, the real heroes of American society, to band together and willingly sacrifice your lives for the good of our economy. I mean the country. We got to go back and absorb all that radiation so we don't look weak to the rest of the world. I mean, sure, we already look stupid as shit, but we can't look weak on top of that. Stupid and strong is a great combination. Look at of mice and men. We're like the Lenny of geopolitics. And things ended super well for Lenny, I think. Because I got you. And I got you, George. That's what that gives a hoot and hell about us. And I get the Tinder rabbit. <laughs> I mean, like John Malkovich played him. We could be played by John Malkovich, but stupid and weak. We want to be stupid and weak, like like stupid ass George, like like Gary fucking Sinise. Come on, get real. We're not a nation of Gary Sinises. Sinise, I I don't know what the plural of Gary Sinise is. 
but we got to get back to work and die like big, strong, dumb patriots. We are just like the Marines of World War I or World War II, except instead of storming the beaches of Normandy and making the world safe for democracy, we're going to make the world safe for Foot Locker. And thank God for that. That said, I am not altogether opposed to certain businesses reopening, barbershops in particular. 90s hair is back in full force, particularly my 90s hair, and that is not good. Everything's overlong and poofy and top-heavy, and it's just fucking awful. When we all get out of lockdown, we're going to be stumbling around in public looking like extras from mall rats. I personally have like a weird TC plus Zac Efron from high school musical era thing going on, and it's only getting progressively worse. I wish I could be like the rest of the people my age and just start balding already. I could wear the stupid cabbie hats and the glasses, and I would look like Moby, sure, but... At least my hair wouldn't look like shit. I would honestly rather die choking on my own fluids than have anyone see me without a hat in public right now. Is that vain of me? Probably. Who cares? Here's Tunes.
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing Moa Moa and their song Yellow Jacket. Next, we heard Sensations of Cool by Truces. That's T-T-R-R-U-U-C-E-S, all capital letters, Truces. And I am flexing my R-rolling abilities. And finally, we had How It Breaks by Rich Alcoin. And now that we're back, I have some terrible news to share with all of you. Now, I know that we've already been through a lot this year. That goes without saying, even though I'm saying it right now. And I know that a lot of you are thinking it really can't get any worse in America. Well, I have tremendous news for you. It absolutely can. Reports have been coming in from Washington that the United States is being invaded by a new breed of giant hornet. I will repeat that. New breed, giant, hornet. The hornet in question is the Asian giant hornet, also known as the murder hornet, or better yet, known as the yak killer hornet. It kills yak. Yak. I'm just gonna rattle off some fun facts about the Asian giant hornet that I got from this fun New York Times article about them. Uh, they can grow up to two inches long and fly 20 miles per hour. They have mandibles shaped like, quote, spiked shark fins that they use to decapitate their prey. Their stings reportedly feel like hot metal being pounded into your skin, and they kill over 50 human people a year. Every single one of them die horribly. They are also radioactive and communicate via telepathy. I made up that last part, but it doesn't matter because they're already the most goddamn terrifying thing I could possibly imagine. And we have been finding clusters of them in pockets around the United States on the Northwest Coast. Because yeah, sure, why the fuck not at this point? Let's just throw another plague on the grill, shall we? Let's go full Prince of Egypt in this bitch. Now, before we proceed, I should let all of you know something about me. Corbin, personally. I hate bugs. I hate the shit out of them. I have always hated them. They creep, they crawl, they eat our Cheetos when we're not watching, they sting, they bite, they fucking suck. Sometimes, literally, they'll suck your blood. They're objectively the worst life forms on Earth. A raccoon might knock over your trash, but it's not going to suck your blood and give you malaria just for fun. So fuck bugs. And their tiny ass legs and their weird eyes and their stupid mating rituals. Absolutely despicable. Do not like them. And I hate them because I am afraid of them. I am not afraid to admit that I am afraid of them. I am shitball terrified of bugs, especially ones that sting and fly in the weird patterns like the wasps and the hornets. Now, understand, I have a tolerant hatred of bugs. It is a tolerant hatred. If I am outdoors or just beyond the perimeter of Casa Corbin, I respect an insect's right to live. I'm not going to go out of my way to kill a moth or step on a beetle if it's on my normal morning constitutional. If, however... A deer fly were to land on me and attempt to give me a friendly bite, I will not hesitate to curse splat that piece of shit 
and send it to hell where it belongs. And if you have never lived in an area with deer flies, then pat yourself on the back for making all the right decisions with your life. They're little brown shits with a bite that feels like a big fat pinch, and they love the taste of me and my dogs, and they have nothing better to do than feast on us when we're out on walks. They are garbage organisms and have no redeeming value. I would exterminate them all with a giant cosmic flamethrower if I could. And allow me to clarify, this policy is an outdoor policy. It only extends to when I am outdoors, in neutral territory, in Switzerland. If a bug enters my place of residence, it has forfeited any rights it has as an American citizen because it has intruded on my house without my permission, and I am now cleared to use deadly force. I have a pair of flip-flops that I never wear and only use to kill bugs in my house. I call them the slappies. They're the Joseph Stalin and Pol Pot of the Anthropod Kingdom. If they could feel fear, they would fear the slappies. Also, to further clarify, this policy does not extend to spiders. I respect our friends, the spiders. As everyone knows, spiders eat insects and are thus my natural ally. Also, Spider-Man. So, with all that said, if these giant killer hornets were to find a stable habitat in America, I would consider that the worst development in the history of everything. If they find their way to my home, to the Midwest, I will have no choice but to renounce my allegiance to life on land and become a pirate on the high seas or become an astronaut because life on Earth is clearly no longer my beat. I can handle pandemics and climate change and sandworms and alien invasions and so much shit. I am a resilient guy, I promise you. But if we have to face a plague of giant killer murder hornets like something out of a 1950s B-movie, that is the point when I tap out, guys. That is my personal breaking point. That is when I become Alex Jones. So. Here's hoping that doesn't happen, because it's going to be really hard to broadcast this show through pirate radio. Here's Tunes! As far as 
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing Escape, a new song by Desire. Shortly followed by I Want You So Bad by Orion. And finally, we had Retrofile and their song, Bad Dreams. And speaking of Orion, let's talk a little bit about what's out in outer space, shall we? The Pentagon has officially released real, authentic videos of what they claim to be UFOs that they captured flying close to the USS Nimitz back in 2004 around the Pacific Ocean. The video depicts a small, tic-tac-like UFO being tracked by one of their space-age thermal cameras, and the UFO zooms around, stops on a dime, then twists, changes its trajectory, very space-age, very freaky, and then it vanishes from view, presumably to go visit Gary Busey's house. Uh, of course, the video is a bit late to the party since it was already technically released by Tom DeLonge's UFO company a couple years ago. Worth noting that Tom DeLonge's UFO company is not the name of one of his musical side projects. That's actually what it is. And even if it were a band, it would still be better than Angels and Airwaves. I know we're talking about aliens right now, and I've already talked about this video on the show before, but I still think it's very, very, very important for me to let you all know how little I care for Angels and Airwaves. But I do find the timing of the video release a little suspicious. Like, why choose right now in the middle of a pandemic to make something like this public? It's either a distraction or it could be something a little bit more sinister. I'm starting to wonder if maybe it's because... Oh, oh hold on. I should probably get that. Oh, hey there, fella. That's a nice black suit you have there. Look, you're, uh, you're probably trying to get to the gas station, right? So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to make a... Huh. That's weird. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome back to Corbin vs. the World. You just got done hearing Escape, a new song by Desire, shortly followed by I Want You So Bad by Orion. And finally, we had Retrofile and their song, Bad Dreams. And, um, oh, this is so weird. I could have sworn that I had something for this bit, but it's just, it's not showing up right now. Ugh, Jesus, this is what I get for taking edibles before I record. Fuck, my head hurts. Why is Angels and Airwaves in my search history? Jesus Christ, Corbin, get it together. Uh, anyway, here's more tunes while I figure out my life. Bye!
This is my daily routine Spend my hours on computer screen I'll wait around for a while Get feeling like I'm supposed to be I love the daily routine Take care of my basic needs
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing the song Coco by the band Butterfly, followed up by Disc, D-I-S-Q, and their song Daily Routine. And finally, rounding us out, we had Misita and their song Self-Care. And I hope that all of you are practicing proper self-care while we are all in this lovely quarantine, mental health-wrecking gym jamboree. So, friendos, we are wrapping up this episode as per usual. Thank you all for your time tremendously. And if you got some more free time during your week, you can check out all the other delightful things going on in the Corbin versus the World universe. You can follow me on Twitter at Corbin D. Alba. You can follow me on Instagram at Corbin versus the World. Also, follow our company, Noco FM, at Noco FM, N O C O. FM. Also, be sure to check out my blog at www.corbinversustheworld.com for all of my long-form written word musings and all of that fun stuff. 
Let's see, is there anything else I'm forgetting about? No, I don't think so. My head still hurts a lot and I really want sugar water. Uh, but other than that, I think I'm good and I know you're good too. So let's end with some good, good tunes. I got tracks coming up from Urban Heat Pins and I really like this band name and this is a new band and they're doing some really good stuff. They're called Drugstore Romeos. And so we're going to open up with the band Urban Heat and their song That Gun in Your Head. Next, we'll have the Drugstore Romeo song. And finally, rounding us out, we'll have the song Ghosting by Pins. So thank each and every one of you for your time. And I will catch you next week if I'm not abducted first. Appreciate you.
This has been a production of NOCO FM.